Hello everyone, welcome back to the Knowledge Group podcast where we're taking a forward look at what speakers are covering in upcoming events. This time we're turning our attention to fraudulent transfers, cases, trends and updates in the 2019 minefield. The live webcast's going ahead on Wednesday, January 16th between 3pm and 5pm Eastern Standard Time. Our panel's going to be composed of Jamie Dalmeida, an expert affiliate at Duff and Phelps, Dr. Bin Zhu, a principal at the Brattle Group, and R. Stephen McNeil, counsel at Potter Anderson and Karun LLP. All their information will be found in the description box down below, along with information for you to sign up. The code PODCAST25 will also be found there, giving you 25% off that first webcast registration. PODCAST25 is the code you need, all the information in the description. Let's turn things over to our speakers now. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is uh, Bin Zhou, uh, principal uh, in the Brighton Group's uh, Boston office. Uh, the Brighton Group is a, a global economic consulting firm. Uh, we provide uh, consulting and expert testimony in uh, economics, finance, and the regulation to uh, corporations, law firms, and the governments around the world. My own practice is in uh, tax disputes, bankruptcy, and the general uh, valuation disputes. Uh, in the upcoming webinar, I would like to share with you uh, my observations on the increasing interplay of intellectual property and the transfer pricing in fraudulent transfer disputes. Uh, intellectual property, transfer pricing, and bankruptcy used to be uh, distinct areas of law and separate practices for attorneys and consulting professionals. Uh, offshore IP transfers by U.S.-based multinational companies are common and often subject to tax disputes. IP transfers are also embroiled in bankruptcy and restructuring proceedings. When these transfers were initiated, by companies in financial distress. Uh, several lawsuits by creditors against companies like Caesars, iHeart, J.Crew, and most recently Caesars have been filed with regard to whether the transfers were permitted by the credit agreement. For distressed companies, IP transfers, if properly structured and communicated, could be used to unlock the company's hidden value of IP assets and create breathing room for the companies to recover. On the other hand, when the benefits from the IP transfers are not evenly distributed among existing stakeholders, the transfers could be perceived as schemes to put core assets beyond the reach of certain creditors and challenged as fraudulent transfers. Valuation of the IP transfers and the impact of these transfers on the company's solvency thus are critical for the dispute resolution. Uh, in the webinar, I would like to highlight some common rationales and features of IP transfers that could, could lead to fraudulent transfer disputes, explain how the valuation methods developed in the transfer pricing world could be used to price the, the IP transfers, and finally, to discuss the use of market evidence on stock prices, bond and loan rates, and credit default rates to assess the solvency of the transferring entities and the potential wealth transfer from one group of creditors to another group. Hi, everyone. I'm Steve McNeil. Uh, I am a bankruptcy counsel at Potter Anderson and Karoon in Wilmington, Delaware. 
Uh, Potter Anderson is one of the oldest law firms in the country. Um, we have always been here in Delaware. Uh, we have we have just our, our our one office here in Delaware. We do uh, primarily practice in corporate law, uh, intellectual property law, and bankruptcy law. Um, but we do you know pretty much any any legal disputes uh, involving Delaware law and Delaware entities. Um, obviously, Delaware is a center of corporate activity in the United States and so many of our corporations are, are, are many of our clients are corporations um, and I, I primarily work in the bankruptcy group uh, here at Potter Anderson and have been doing so for the last the last decade or so during the webinar I'll be discussing the Supreme Court's recent decision in merit management versus FTI as well as uh, some other recent cases regarding bank deposits and whether they should constitute transfers for purposes of fraudulent conveyance law. Um, a lot of this stuff involves kind of safe harbors and payments to financial institutions, which uh, is a is a very a timely topic. There's been at least three or four uh, circuit level decisions on the bank transfer question, uh, plus the Supreme Court decision in merit uh, just in the past year and a half. So that's you know that that's definitely a timely topic. Uh, I'm also going to be discussing whether a trustee or a debtor in possession in a Chapter 11 case can step into the IRS's shoes to avoid fraudulent conveyances, even though the statute of limitations under UFTA and similar state law uh, statutes of limitations have expired. Uh, that's that's a topic I have particular experience in, having written an article that was published in uh, in the American Bankruptcy Law Journal uh, in the in the spring or sorry in the summer uh, on that issue. So uh, it's a it's an it's an interesting topic that that's picking up momentum as uh, trustees are starting to become aware of of the ability to go back more than six years to avoid fraudulent transfers. Finally, uh, during the webinar, I hope to cover uh, some of the some cases involving limitations on U.S. fraudulent conveyance law abroad, including whether uh, the bankruptcy code, and in particular the the fraudulent conveyance sections and and defenses, uh, can be applied uh, extraterritorially. That is outside of the United States, um, as well as some other potential pitfalls uh, in cases uh, primarily dealing with Ponzi schemes. Most of the fraudulent conveyance law these days is coming out of out of one of the many uh, Ponzi schemes that have that have developed over the past few years. Um, I look forward to talking to everyone uh, at the webinar on January 16th. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. All the information that you need for this particular webcast will be found in the description box down below. The code podcast25 will also be there, giving you 25% off that first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you there. Till next time, take care. Bye now.